2: Hello, friends, and welcome to the September 29th episode of the Bacon Bets podcast. I'm recording this, of course, on Monday night, as I always do. It's currently halftime between the Chiefs and the Ravens. Uh, the Chiefs are blowing them out, but more importantly, a lot of points have been scored, which means my over bet should hit, barring a ridiculously d- defensive second half, which will mean I'm about to have my first profitable week of NFL betting of 2020, so... Uh, lost money in week one, lost money, a little bit of money in week two, week three. Looks like I'm uh, going to be profitable here. I should go nine and seven. Um, but I'm going to get in that more, obviously, on the NFL episode of the podcast uh, that will be released Thursday morning. As always, this episode is going to be pretty much just an MLB episode. Uh, I'm gonna, I am going to give my pick for game one of the NBA finals, uh, but the majority of the show is going to be Major League Baseball because playoffs start... Uh, tomorrow night as of recording this, but by the time we're listening to this, it'll be tonight, Tuesday night, MLB playoff start. So I'm going to start the show, I'm going to give my four picks for the four games on Tuesday night, uh, as well as my pick for the NBA Finals, uh, game one, which is Wednesday night, uh, and then I'm going to give my series bet for all, uh, eight MLB first round serieses, um, serieses, series, or do you just say series? Hmm. Regardless, I'm giving my (laughs) eight bets uh, for the MLB first round. And then at the end of the show, uh, the last portion of the show, I'm going to be talking about what NFL team I'm going to cheer for now. Because if you haven't heard, if you haven't followed my Twitter, I'm free. Free at last. I'm done with the Falcons. I have uh, opted out of being a Falcons fan. Uh, I'm officially an NFL fan free agent, which to be honest is kind of exhilarating. Uh, I mean, I think I get a freebie here. The Falcons, after what they did in the Super Bowl a few years ago, which I still have to live with as a now former Falcons fan. People will still bring that up all the time. And now two weeks in a row, they had a 99.9% chance to beat the Cowboys at one point. Lost, they blew it. What was that score? What was it? What, 27-15? No, what was the score before it got blown out of the water? I don't know, it was bad. 15, was it a 15-point comeback with four minutes left? It was bad. And then the Bears are up 26-10. And then Nick Foles comes in the game and makes a comeback and beats them. And the Falcons had like a 99.8% chance to beat them. So 99.9% one week, 99.8% the week after. Plus what they did in the Super Bowl. I've had enough. I've had enough. I'm done. I can take losing. I can take cheering for bad teams. I've been a fan of bad teams before. It's not that. It's how they lose. They can't even lose normally. They have to get up your hopes every single week and... Blow it in ways that you didn't think was mathematically possible. Also, I'm not from Atlanta. I'm Canadian. I don't really have any connection to the city. I think if anyone gets a free pass for becoming a new fan of a different NFL team, it's me. I've been a fan of this team since like 2004, 2005. I can't do it anymore. So I've opted out of being a Falcons fan. I have that burden lifted off my shoulders. I woke today. An NFL fan-free agent, and it feels fantastic. i got to say, it's exciting. Looking for a new NFL team to cheer for is exciting. Now, I will say, there is a possibility I might re-sign with the Falcons as a fan. We'll see. It's not looking good for them right now, but I don't want to completely get rid of that possibility. I might re-sign as a Falcons fan, maybe. Tiny possibility, but at the end of the show, I, I tweeted out uh this morning uh that as a free man and if you want me to start cheering for the nfl team that you cheer you cheer for so i've gone through all the replies i've gone through the dms i've tallied up the team that you guys want me to cheer for that's not going to be the be all end all i'm not just going to pick a team right now in this podcast but i'm going to go through some responses i'm going to go through some dms i'm going to tell you guys which was the most voted team which i will say There is a team out there that I was already leaning towards. They look pretty good, and I got a couple reasons why I cheer for them. And they were happen to be the team that I've received the most support from their fan base, the most votes. So, maybe it'll be them. But stick around until the end of the episode, and I'll reveal who that is. And I'll talk through my thought process when uh, looking to pick a new NFL team to cheer for. But before we get into that, like I said... Uh, let's get into my MLB bets, uh, as well as my NBA Finals pick and my pick for each uh, M- MLB series, first round series. No PGA Tour on the show this week. Um, this tournament this weekend's a little bit better. There's some names playing in it, but just still, I- I'm not into it. It's probably going to be next week that I'm going to start doing a get back to the PGA Tour breakdowns. No UFC either. I haven't even looked at the card, to be honest. I know it's Holly Holm and Irene Aldana as the main event, so that's not a good sign for the card. Uh, so I'm no UFC, no no PGA Tour. Apologies if anyone wanted breakdowns for that, but I don't have it this week. Just Major League Baseball. There's too many other things going on. Um, so before we get into it, be sure to rate this. Rate the podcast, please. It helps. Review it. If you have an extra 15 seconds, type a little review. A nice one, preferably. Subscribe. If you don't, if you have, if you listen to this podcast on a consistent basis and you haven't subscribed yet, that's just rude. Subscribe. And then if you want to, always the option is there to donate to the show. Obviously, you don't have to. I say it all the time. But if you want to donate to the show through PayPal, since I don't have ads on the show yet, the link is in the description. But that's enough of that. Let's get into the September 29th episode of the Bacon Bets Podcast. More bacon than the pan can handle. More
1: bacon than the pan can handle. than the pan can handle more bacon than the pan can handle
2: all right let's start uh, with the first game this one I think starts like 2 p.m Eastern I think uh, on Tuesday which will be today if you're listening to this so might actually be listening to this too late for uh, to even bet on this game but hopefully you downloaded this and are listening to this Tuesday morning twins Astros that's the first game we're looking at I'm just gonna take the twins minus 170. Uh, I know this juice is higher than picks I usually like to make. Uh, but, I mean, I have limited options. We're in the MLB playoffs, so I have to kind of bet on every game. Uh, I kind of like the under 7.5. I also consider taking Twins run line, but I, I'm not going to force bets that I don't love just for the heck of it. So I'm sorry. I know that I'm the underdog guy, or I usually like to make plus money bets, or at least so, some that are closer to pick a 170 is off-brand for me. Uh, but in the MLB playoffs, it's going to happen a couple times. So I apologize, but I'm going to take Twins minus 170, Zach Greinke getting the start for the Astros, of course. Right hand pitcher, 403 ERA, 2.8 FIP, 1.134 whip. Kenta Maeda, who's been one of my personal uh, favorite pitchers to watch this MLB season, 2.7 ERA, 3.0 FIP, 0.75 whip, which is the best whip in the majors this season. Also, uh, little uh, since we're talking about starting pitchers, a little interesting note. Zach Granke last season for the Astros in the playoffs, he was 0-2 with a 4-6-8 ERA. So he wasn't exactly uh, very good in the playoffs last season. So uh, maybe that'll continue again this year. Twin- and uh, Offensively, Twins are just much better than the Astros, uh, especially against right-handed pitchers. Obviously, both starters in this matchup are right-handed. Since August 1st, Twins are 10th in OPS, first right-handed pitchers. Astros are 20th. Twins also have a much better, better bullpen, fifth in bullpen ERA since August 1st. Astros are 22nd. So, I think we're actually getting pretty decent value here betting against the Astros in this series and in the playoffs. A lot of people still probably have the Astros from the previous few years stuck in their heads. Uh, but they're not a very good baseball team this season. It turns out they're not so great when they can't cheat. They had a losing record 21, 29 and 31, I believe. 20th in season long batting average at 240. Their bullpen hasn't been as good as I've mentioned. I'll take Twins minus 170 in game one. Next game, we're looking at the White Sox against the Athletics. This one is a little bit of a tricky one. This might be my favorite series as far as just from an entertainment uh, entertainment perspective and from I'm interested to see how it's going to play out. Uh, I am in this in game one. I'm going to take White Sox on the first five run line at even money against the Athletics. So first five run line. So if you're not familiar, first five run line means they'd need to be winning by one at the end of five innings. So if it's tied at the end of five innings, the bet is a loss. Also, obviously, if the Athletics are winning after five, then obviously it's lost too. Uh, getting the start for the White Sox, Lucas Giolito, 3.48 ERA, 3.19 FIP. So his FIP's even better than his ERA. 1.037 WHIP. Giolito has had a very solid season. Surprise starter for the Athlet- Athletics. Is it Jesus or Jesus? I know it's Luzardo, but is it Jesus? I'm gonna assume it's Jesus. I might be wrong with by that though. Could you imagine it's going straight up as Jesus? But then again, I think to Spanish people, Jesus is Jesus. I don't know what I'm talking about. Lazardo, four point one two, ERA, four point one nine, FIP, one point two seven one WHIP. It's kind of surprise that they're going with Lazardo in game one. I think a lot of people are. Uh, so one of the reasons why I like the White Sox in the first five run line is that they smash left-handed pitchers, and Lazardo is a left-handed pitcher. 2nd batting average and 2nd in OPS against left-handed pitchers since August 1st. A's, 23rd in batting average and 15th in OPS versus right-handed pitchers. So a huge offen- huge, huge offensive advantage for the White Sox. Um, love this bet, but also the reason why I'm not, st- I'm not betting on the full game is because the A's have the best ball pin in the majors. So I'm not going to be betting against the A's on a full game money line all playoffs as far as they go. If they go to the next round, I won't be betting full game against the A's either unless it's some crazy value. Um, but if, if slash when I do bet against them like I am in this game, it'll be in the first five innings. Also, by the way, a little side note for the Athletics to kind of prove how good, good their bullpen is. They're 27-0 and 0 this season when leading after the seventh inning. 27-0 and 0 this season when leading after the seventh inning. That is unbelievable. I mean, that just proves how, how good their bullpen is, so don't expect any late-game bullpen implosions by them in the postseason, but I don't think they have the bats to keep up with the White Sox, especially with Luzardo starting for them. So White Sox first five run line even money against the Athletics in Game One. Indians against Yankees. This game is a pick 'em at least as of Monday night. Minus one ten at piece. I'm gonna take the Indians. Uh, listen, if the Indians bats get hot, they can win the World Series. I'll say that right now. Uh, this but this series Indians versus Yankees is also actually a pretty interesting one because it's basically offense against defense. Yankees great bats. Can't pitch to save their lives. Indians are the opposite. Probably some of the best uh, between their rotation and their bullpen. Uh, the best pitching, overall pitching in the majors right now. But their offense kind of stinks. Uh, so let's take a look at the starting pitchers in this one. Garrett Cole for the Yankees. Right-handed pitcher, 284 ERA, 3.89 FIP, 0.959 WHIP. Shane Bieber, right-handed pitcher, 1.63 ERA, 2.07 FIP, 0.866 whip. So Cy Young winner, obviously, and Shane Bieber. He's obviously going to win. Uh, you're not going to find me betting against Shane Bieber this postseason. This is not, I mean, it's just not going to happen. We'll see how he does in the playoffs, So Playoffs kind of treat some people differently. Uh, Yankees do obviously have the offensive advantage, as I've kind of mentioned. 12th in batting average, 5th in OPS first. Right-handed pitcher since August 1st. Indians 24th and 23rd in those categories. This is why it's listed as a pick 'em. But Yankees, or sorry, Indians 7th in bullpen ERA since August 1st. The Yankees are 21st. So their is some of the one of the worst bullpens in the playoffs right now. Uh, I have to back the Indians just based on Shane Bieber uh, getting the start for them and they have a better bullpen. I hope they can just get a few runs so they can win this game. So Indians minus 10 in game one of that series. And then my Jays. Jays against the Rays. The Jays-Rays. Jays-Rays game one. I'm going to take... The over seven and a half, I have it at even money. So over seven and a half at even money. Uh, Matt Shoemaker gets a start for them in game one, which is another game one kind of surprise starter. Right-handed pitcher, 4.71 ERA, 5.95 FIP. That's not good. 1.081 WHIP. So I actually kind of looked into this because I was confused because Matt Shoemaker has a bad FIP. I mean, bad ERA. I mean, FIP doesn't really matter when we're talking about this. Bad ERA, 4.71. That's not great. That's not good. Below average, I guess. But his whip's pretty good, 1.081. So why is that? Uh, It's because he gives up two and a half home runs per nine innings pitched. That kind of explains it. He just gives up bombs. Not not too many guys get on base uh, with that kind of whip, but he just gives up, I guess, a lot of solo shots, I guess, and just home runs. So uh, that would be good for an over if he can give up a couple home runs. Blake Snell getting the start for the Rays. Left-handed pitcher, 3.24 ERA, 4.35 FIP. 1.2 whip. Blue Jays uh, actually finished the season pretty good offensively, including against left-handed pitchers, which Blake Snell's a lefty, 10th in batting average, 8th in OPS versus lefty since August 1st. Rays are 19th in batting average, 17th in OPS versus righties. But Shoemaker might be the worst right-handed starter they will see in the playoffs, so that kind of cancels out their kind of below-average batting numbers there. Blue Jays' bullpen not good recently. Their bullpen was a big part of their early season success, but since August, uh, they kind of fell apart. Uh, 23rd in bullpen ERA since August 1st. Rays are third. So Rays have a very good bullpen. I'm hoping the, uh, the Blue Jays can get some runs on Snell before the Rays turn to their bullpen. I think the number is too low here, over 7.5 at even money. All right, let's uh, turn to the NBA. That's it for my uh, MLB. There's four games Tuesday night, so those are my four picks uh, for each game. Uh, let's turn to the NBA Finals, Game 1. Heat versus Lakers. Uh, This is Wednesday night, is game one, so no NBA Tuesday night. Uh, Last week, if you listen to last week's Tuesday episode, uh, that was the first ever time I really sat down and really handicapped an NBA game. I won it, I was on Nuggets, what were they, plus five and a half, whatever they were. That was the one game that they ended up winning outright. Um, So I'm 1-0 betting on uh, NBA when I actually seriously handicap it. So uh, I'm going to try to hit 2-0 in this game, one of the NBA Finals. I don't like this bet as much as I liked betting on the Nuggets uh, there last week, but I'm going to do it anyways. I think it's the right play. We'll see. I'm going to take the Heat. Taking the Heat plus five in game one against the Lakers, minus 110. I mean, I, ha- I have to take the Heat. When looking at the stats, I mean, a lot of the stuff that they do is pretty similar, but there's one that just sticks out to me for the Lakers, and it's a, one of the main ones I saw when they were taking on the Nuggets as well. Uh, it's turnovers. I can't bet on a team to cover a five-point spread when they just turn the ball over as much as the Lakers. Third last in the playoffs. Out of all 16 playoff teams, they are currently third last in turnovers per game at 15.9. Heat are pretty average. 13 and a half turnovers per game, but 15.9 for the Lakers, a team uh, who's in the finals right now. Five points is a lot for them to cover, um, I think, against a Heat team that just continues and continues and continues to win as underdogs and cover the spread. Like I said, most other stats are pretty similar between these two teams. They're second and fifth in rebounding percentage this season. The Heat shoot the three a little bit more than the Lakers, but both teams are pretty solid in both areas defensively. Uh, Another area where the Heat have an advantage is free throw percentage. Lakers uh, 74.7% in the playoffs from the line. That's bad. Uh, Heat are pretty good, 82.1%. Say the same thing as I said last week. I know looking at free throw percentage is kind of dumb in the NBA. Do a little bit more in college basketball because fewer points in college basketball, obviously. But it is kind of worth noting. Uh, maybe you might not have as much confidence if they have a four-point lead with 30 seconds to go and someone on the Lakers is going to the foul line. I'm going to try to get through this podcast without getting uh, too distracted by this NFL game. I really hope the over hits. Uh, I think the Chiefs turned the ball over in the first drive there in the second half. Uh, but I digress. Heat plus five. Not going to say that they went out right, but I think they keep it close. I think I think five is a couple too many points. If I were to set the line, and I would never be sending the line in an NBA game, because I don't really know what I'm talking about, about NBA, to be fair, but I'd set it more like Lakers minus three. Uh, Whether or not you agree or disagree, uh, you're probably right, whatever you think. Uh, We'll see what happens game one Wednesday night. So there you go. Let's recap my bets for uh, this week, my best bets for this week. Twins minus 170 against the Astros. White Sox, first five run line. Even money against the Athletics, Indians minus 110 versus the Yankees, Jays, Rays over seven and a half, even money, and Heat plus five minus 110 against the Lakers. By the way, I said last week I'm going to start uh, recording my uh, results on my Tuesday podcast uh, bets. So last week I went three and two for uh, plus 0.96 units, so just under a unit I finished in profit. Won on the Brewers-Reds under 8, minus 105. Hit the Braves team total over 5.5 at plus 110. Lost on the Orioles versus the Red Sox and the Athletics versus the Dodgers. But then I won on the Nuggets uh, is 6.5 against the Lakers. Uh, So there you go. 3-2 and last week for .96 unit of a profit. Let's keep that in the black this week. Now let's get into, like I said, I'm going to give out my series picks for each of the first eight MLB serieses. Series? Series? Series is the same issue as I had in the intro. <laughs> uh, I mean, th- these are kind of weird, they're kind of ha- hard to handicap. We've never seen this playoff format before in Major League Baseball. They're all best of three series with the higher seed hosting all three games. Uh, but it's best of three really, anything in baseball in a best of three series can happen, anything could happen. And it wouldn't surprise me. The only one that would uh, probably surprise me a little bit would be the Brewers. So I just kind of gave away that pick. But I'll get into that here in a, a second. We're going to tackle the American League first. So the first series, I'm looking at White Sox against Athletics. This is pretty close to a pick But I'm going to take the White Sox minus 105. Uh, starting, Jesus. I'm going to with Jesus, Lazardo in Game 1. It's, like I said when I made my pick for Game 1, I mean, it's a bit of a mystery to me why they're doing that. But they will have these, this uh, the starting pitching advantage if this series goes to Game 3. Where then if it does go to Game 3, the White Sox will either have to use Cease or Dunning as their starter, I think. Uh, I would hope that they would go with Dunning. He's looked pretty good as a rookie this season. Uh, but who knows what they're going to do uh, if it does go to Game 3. So the White Sox got to be kind of hoping that they win this series in two. Because mm, they might not have the, starting, uh, the starter... Uh, advantage in game 3 that they would hope to have. But the A's offense is not good. 23rd in the batting average, 16th in OPS since August 1st. White Sox are 6th and 7th in those stats in that time frame. So the White Sox have a big offensive advantage. Now the reason big the biggest reason why I'm taking the White Sox here is because what the Athletics have over most other teams in the playoffs is a fantastic bullpen. I've preached about this before in the podcast a million times. Their bullpen is amazing. First in the majors in bullpen ERA. They basically have been all season. But, 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 the White Sox bullpen is pretty good too. White Sox ninth in bullpen ERA since August 1st at 3.77. So uh, I just think the White Sox offensive advantage is a little bit too much. I'll take them as a slight underdog at minus 105. But if it goes to game three, things might get tricky. Uh, If it goes to game three, I might bet bet on the athletics in game three. But we'll see. I think the White Sox actually might win this in two. All right, moving on. Twins-Astros. I don't have too much to say about the series. Twins minus 175 versus the Astros. I mean, I mostly, most of what I want to say about the Astros as I said earlier, just going to take the Twins in this one. Um, nothing has been good about the Astros since they've been caught as uh, as cheaters. They have not been uh, as good offensively. Their pitching hasn't been good either, even though their pitching wasn't... Ooh, was that Mark Andrews just dropped a wide open touchdown? That stings for the over. Um, but yeah, their pitching hasn't been great this year either. Uh, they're 21st and batting average 20th in OPS since August 1st. Their bullpen's been bad, quite frankly. So, I don't have anything um, else to say about this series other than fuck the Astros. Give me Twins minus 175. Then Indians-Yankees in the next series. I'm going to take the Indians' even money against the Yankees. I mean, this is another one. I'm, I mean, uh, these AL ones, I'm basically just repeating what I said with my Game 1 picks. Uh, This whole series is offense versus defense. Indians have some of the best pitchers in the majors. They can't hit. Yankees can hit, but don't have much for pitchers, especially their bullpen. Although I think uh, I might bet on Yankees in game two when Tanaka takes them out because he's always pitched very well in the playoffs. Uh, But who's their game three starter going to be if it gets there? Jordan Montgomery, James Paxton, Jay Happ. Uh, Not going to be good if it goes to game three for the Yankees. Not like if they they can just go to their bullpen because their bullpen stinks too. Uh, Bieber, Carrasco, Plesak, uh the rotation for the Indians, much better overall uh, rotation except for Tanaka might have the Game 2 advantage there like I said. But much better just overall pitching. I'll take the defense in this series. As long as they can score some runs, I think they'll win this series. So Indians, even money against the Yanks. Jays Rays, my beloved Jays. My fair weather fandom is in full force. To be honest, I probably would have like been a bigger Jays fan throughout the entire season, but I just I can't watch them on MLB TV. I'm blacked out. I can't watch any Jays games, home or away on MLB TV. It pisses me off. I don't even live close to Toronto. I live like a 20-hour like a drive away from Toronto. But I guess it's probably a TV contract with Canadian showing MLB. I don't know. It sucks. So I, just ha- I don't have cable, so I just haven't been able to watch Jays games at all. I have to illegally stream them. The only... You know, team in the majors, I can't watch it's my favorite team. I'm gonna to have to illegally stream uh, their playoff games though, because I mean, I'm definitely gonna watch the Jays playoffs games. But in this series, speaking about how Bi Sam is a Blue Jays fan, I'm actually gonna take the Blue Jays plus 185. I think they have value there plus 185 at that price. Offensively, they're actually better. Jays ninth in batting average, 11th in OPS since August the 1st. Rays in that time are 20th and 13th in those stats. Um, I don't really love the Jays starting Shoemaker in Game 1, but then Hinjin Ru and Taewon Walker get the starts in Game 2 and Game 3. I like those choices a lot more, obviously. And I'm also very interested to see how they use Nate Pearson, their stud rookie. Uh, are they going to bring him over of the bullpen one of these games? Uh, maybe they're going to slide him in as kind of like second in line right behind Walker or Shoemaker in either Game 1 or Game 3. I don't know. They kind of have that ace in their pocket, though, uh, with Nate Pearson. But then again, he's a rookie, so who knows... Uh, uh, what he's going to be like in the playoffs, we'll see. But I like him a lot. That's kind of a, a wild card that the, the, the Jays have in this series. Uh, Rays probably have a... I mean, they have probably a better starter. Snell, Glasnow, uh, and Morton. They have the better bullpen as well. Jays' bullpen got off to a really good start, but they've just fallen apart recently. I just don't think the... But I just don't think the numbers support the Rays being minus 215 favorites in a best-of-three series. If it's a pick em, I'll take the Rays. But minus 215, the Jays at plus 185... Anything can happen in a three-game series, as I've said, in Major League Baseball. I have to take a shot on my Jays at plus 185. So that's the American League series. Let's move on to the National League series, or serieses, whichever way it is that you pronounce it. Braves, minus 140 against the Reds. That's going to be my pick in that one. Um, I'll have concerns about the Braves in later rounds, uh, rounds that are more than just three games, because their rotation I mean, has just been bit by the injury bug. Uh, so it's going to be tough when they kind of have to go deep into who's going to start for them. Um, but in a three-game series, best of three, I'll take them here. Max Fried will be their game one starter, obviously, and then they'll have to turn to, like, Kyle Wright or Ian Anderson, which might be rough, but, I mean, the Reds can't hit. I'm not betting on the Reds. They are dead last, dead last in batting average since August 1st in Major League Baseball, only hitting 213. So even if they're going up against bad Braves pitchers in games two and three, it's not going to matter. I will not be betting on a team that that, that is that bad offensively. Braves also have a pretty good bullpen as well, so if their starters um, aren't great, maybe they should just do openers, just get their starter in there after, uh, obviously not for Max Fried, but in game two or game three and later in the playoffs. Uh, why don't they just put a guy out there for an inning or two and then just turn to their bullpen? Fourth in bullpen ERA since August 1st. Reds are 11th. Uh, Reds obviously have a better rotation. But like I said, I'm not betting on a team that can't hit against the Braves. And the Braves are second in batting average and first in OPS since August 1st. So one of the worst offensive teams in the league going up against one of the best. If not the best, I will take the Braves. 140. I love that price. I'm kind of surprised it's that good of number, to be honest. Uh, Ravens got a field goal. So it's at 30, 40. 40. I need what? 14 more points. Two touchdowns halfway through the third Uh, We should be all right. All right, let's move on to the next series. Marlins Cubs. I'm taking the underdog Marlins here, and I hate it. I hate it so much, I love it. Marlins plus 165 against the Cubs. I really like the Cubs most of the season. I mean, on a lot of times on the radio, uh, they the last me my World Series pick or World Series Dark Horse. I've given the Cubs out a lot on the radio, on those radio spots, but once I've been diving into the numbers for, for this episode of this podcast, they just have not been good recently. They're 29th and 27th in batting average and OPS since August 1st. So much like the Reds, I'm not betting on a team that is that bad offensively. 29th and 27th in batting average and OPS. Marlins, to be fair, aren't much better, but they're a little bit better. Marlins, 18th in batting average, 26th in OPS. Uh, Cubs obviously have a a better rotation, the better bullpen, 8th in bullpen ERA since August 1st. Marlins are 26th, but I'm not betting on a minus 190 favorite to win a two-game series when their offensive numbers are as bad as they have been. So I'll take the Marlins to pull off the upset at plus 165. To be honest, I I hate it, but I kind of love it. Uh, Yeah, it's one of those bets that you, uh, like I said, I hate it so much. I love it. Dodgers, minus 360 for the Brewers. I mean, what do you want me to say about this? Dodgers are good everywhere. They have no weakness. They'll probably win the World Series. I'm not wasting time or my breath explaining this pick. Actually, I didn't even know really the Brewers made the playoffs. It must have been when the last team's in because they stunk this year, especially offensively. Not putting my money on Milwaukee. And to be honest, I'm not actually going to bet the minus 360 on the Dodgers. I'll just bet game by game in that series. But I'm making a pick for every series. So my pick is the Dodgers. Let's move on from that series. Cardinals, Padres. I'm actually going to take the underdog. Cardinals here as well. Few underdog upsets I have happening in the first round. Cardinals plus 185 versus the Padres. So, a couple interesting notes about this one. Padres obviously have been the more sexy team this season. They've been smashing the ball. But the stats between the two clubs actually aren't all that different. So bullpen, let's get that out of the way. 15th and 16th in bullpen ERA. So bullpens have been basically identical. The offensive numbers are interesting though. So the Padres have the better batting average and the better slugging percentage. 8th in batting average and 3rd in slugging percentage compared to uh, the Cardinals who are 22nd and 27th. But they're very close in on-base percentage. 12th and 14th in on-base percentage. Padres 12th, Cardinals 14th. So, uh, Cardinals have a little bit better eye, a little bit better base or uh, uh, batting discipline, if that's the term for it. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of interesting. You would think the Padres would be much better offensively, and they are, to be fair, like I said, in batting average and slugging, but uh, a little bit of money ball there with the Cardinals. They're just getting on base, and maybe that's uh, going to be good enough for them to win the series. Also, it doesn't look like Mike Clevenger is going to be able to pitch this round. I couldn't find confirmation one way or the other, but it looks like... He might be available later in the playoffs, but he won't be in the first round, which immediately gives the Cardinals rotation an advantage, in my opinion, with Flaherty, Wright, and then probably Hudson. Uh, So I'll take a shot at the Cardinals there, plus 185. I just think the Padres have been the sexier team, so because of that, they're going to be a little bit more public, and that's why we're getting the odds where they're at. I think the Cardinals have value of plus 185. Uh, Also, a little bit more recent uh, playoff experience for the Cardinals as well over the Padres, so... Uh, There you go. Those are my picks. Let's uh, quickly go through these series picks again here. White Sox, minus 105 versus Athletics. Twins, minus 175 versus Astros. Indians, even money versus the Yankees. Blue Jays, plus 185 versus the Rays. Braves, minus 140 versus the Reds. Marlins, plus 165 versus the Cubs. Dodgers, minus 360 versus the Brewers. And Cardinals, plus 185 versus... The San Diego Padres, who might actually have my favorite MLB uniforms now. I love the Padres' new uniforms. But there you go. That's the uh, sports betting portion of the September 29th episode of the Bacon Bets podcast. The Chiefs just failed on fourth down right around midfield, it looks like. Uh, so the Ravens, two touchdowns can tie it up for them. I'm I'm just rooting for points. Let's go touchdowns here. I think I need two more here to win the bet. All right. Uh, Let's get into the hot debate of what team I'm going to cheer for now in the NFL. I can't be a Falcons fan anymore. I'm done with them for now. Like I said, I might re sign with them. (laughs) We'll see. I'm going to take my time with this process. This is a lengthy process. I'm going to make some phone calls. I'm listening to offers. You know, I might travel to a couple different teams, you know, uh, go on a couple of recruiting trips. We'll see. Uh,. But I have a few things. I'm going to make my list a little bit shorter right off the top. So I had a ton of DMs, a ton of replies to my tweets, people asking me to be a fan of the team that they cheer for. Also, to be fair, a couple people asking me not to cheer for the team they cheer for because I'm, I'm a jinx and I bring bad juju. And I'll, to be honest, I kind of agree with that take. Uh, if I was a fan of a team, I don't know if I'd want me as a fan of that team. I'm cursed. The teams I cheer for are cursed. Um, but I did tally up all the different recommendations uh, from all the different fans. And I think basically at least one person from almost every single team asked uh, said that I should become a fan of their team. Uh, I didn't actually go through to see which teams had zero votes. But I did count them up to see, see who had the most. And the most votes. The fan base that is the most supportive of me coming over and starting to cheer for their team. Is the Buffalo Bills. Bills Mafia coming in strong. Thinking I should cheer for the Bills, I had seven total DMs and replies of people asking me, or not asking, well, yeah, asking me to become a fan of the Bills, saying I should become a fan of the Bills. And to be honest, I'll say this next: there are a few, a couple of teams that I already had in mind immediately, and the Buffalo Bills were one of them. A few reasons why: I feel like I just kind of relate to the Buffalo fan base. I like how they're all degenerates; they're all crazy. I like that. I like how passionate they are despite their team sucking every single year. Uh, The fact that they lost four straight Super Bowls, I relate with that pain. Falcons didn't lose four straight, but they have lost two. And one of them was the biggest comeback in Super Bowl history. So I kind of relate to the Bills' uh, Super Bowl uh, pain that they've experienced in their life. Um Bills also, uh, there was kind of whispers there for a little bit of Canada getting a team, and one of the teams that were rumored to move to Canada was the Bills, actually. So the Bills played a few games in Canada, in Toronto, uh, there a handful of years ago. So because of that, I kind of watched the Bills when I did that. I kind of like that. They kind of have a Canadian connection. Geographically, um, I'd mentioned before, I'm obviously Canadian. I live on the Canadian East Coast, so I have no Canadian NFL team to cheer for, but I'm pretty sure, as the crow flies at least, uh, the Buffalo Bills have to be the closest team geographically, right? Uh, nobody's more northeast than the Bills. I think Detroit might be closer to Canada in general because, yeah, Detroit's just like right across the a Great Lake or a river or something from Toronto, isn't it? But I'm not in Toronto. I'm over on the East Coast. So I think Buffalo is the closest place to me geographically. So it makes sense because of that. They're also an up and coming team. Uh, They look very good so far this year through the first three weeks. Also, by the way, now that I'm talking about Bills, and I'll say this again on Thursday, I apologize for my Bills takes. Bills approve themselves against the Rams. This past week, I apologize for referring to them as a dumpster fire. I said they are going to take a step back this year. It doesn't look to be the case. Josh Allen looks very good. Also, mad respect for the Bills being able to do something that the Falcons never are able to do something, which is blowing a big lead but then still winning the game. Bills are down 28-3. Rams came back and were winning, and if that was the Falcons, they would just fold over and die. Matt Ryan would throw pick. But then Josh Allen went down and uh, led a drive to retake the lead and win the game. So respect to the Bills for having grit, which the Falcons do not. So I like the Bills. There are if I had a short list right now, Bills would be right up there. Another team that's right up there are the Cincinnati Bengals. I got four four replies in DMs that people ask me to be a Bengals fan. Main reason why I kind of like the Bengals: one, they're they were the worst team in the league last year, so you can't call me a bandwagon fan if I jump on with the uh, with the Bengals. Plus. My guy, Joe Burrow, my favorite rookie, looking great so far through the first three weeks. I love Joe Burrow. He won me a lot of money last year, especially on the national championship game. Uh, that was the biggest bet I've ever made was LSU in the national championship game against Clemson. So I always have a soft soft spot for Joe Burrow. Might be a good time just to become a Bengals fan. They have a good young core. I can just watch my boy Joe Burrow through his career. So I kind of like the Bengals too. And you can't call me a bandwagon fan. I'll say this right now, a couple teams that are immediately limited off the list and People suggested one of these teams to me. I got four votes for for one of these teams, and I don't know if either the people were joking or they don't know anything about me or if they are just being jerks. And that's the Patriots. <laughs> I'm never, ever, ever becoming a Patriots fan. I would rather immediately go back to being a Falcons fan. The Patriots... If you've listened to this podcast, you should know this. The Patriots are my my first team that I hated because the first NFL game I ever watched was the Super Bowl when they beat the Rams. My dad, the first Super Bowl when they beat the Rams back in like two thousand one. Uh, my dad being a Rams fan, I was cheering for the Rams and the Patriots. Now that we know in hindsight, cheated uh, and then won the game. So I've hated the Patriots forever. Plus, what they did to the Falcons in the Super Bowl as well. I'm not. I'm not also, what's the fun in cheering for a team that's won a million championships? In like the last 10 years. I'm not going to cheer for the... I would never cheer for the Patriots. Ever, ever. I'd rather stop watching football completely. So to the people who said that, I'm sorry. I have too much bad history with them. Too much bad blood with them. Ravens better score than a touchdown on this drive or else uh, this over might be in jeopardy here. Um, but let's take a look at some other teams here. Oh, another team I'm not and I got one vote as a Cowboys. I work with three Cowboys fans. I don't really like Jerry Jones. The whole fan base is kind of arrogant. I'm not being a Cowboys fan. Most likely I'm looking to the AFC because the Falcons have played enough NFC teams that I like kind of hate almost every team in the NFC. So I'm probably gonna be looking more to the AFC because we almost never play AFC teams. That just kind of generally makes sense. Um, so NFC South opponents, all disqualified. I'm not being a Panthers fan, not being a Yucks fan, not being an Aints fan. Uh, Cowboys are eliminated. Patriots are eliminated. One team that's kind of interesting, I already have one of the jerseys and I've, it's the only NFL game I've been to live and that's the Packers. But my best friend, uh, growing up, uh, who's still one of my good friends is a Packers fan, diehard Packers fan. So like he would just chirp me forever if I became a Packers fan. So I kind of have a soft spot for the Packers. I kind of always kind of like them. Um, but I'm not gonna be a Packers fan. I just my 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 buddy's just gonna sewer me if I tell him I'm a Packers fan. Now that's no, I can't do that. Steelers got five votes. I had five different votes of people telling me to be a Steelers fan. Um, I I generally don't like teams that have been good the past 20 years because I've had to watch them be good while my team's been bad. So the Steelers, what two Super Bowl wins? I've watched. Uh, I'm not a big big. I'm not a big big Ben fan. Uh, so, I'm, I mean, I kind of like the Steelers fan base, to be honest, but I'm not going to be a Steelers fan. So Steelers eliminated, Cowboys eliminated, NFC Souths eliminated, Patriots eliminated. Everyone else, as of right now, is still available. Uh, I would one person vote for to just be an NFL fan. I'm going to get uh, one of those NFL hats like Rob Lowe. I think I'm going to get any uh, one of those anyways. Uh, and just be an NFL fan, just be a football fan and cheer for fun. <laughs> I kind of like that idea. Colts got four votes, Titans got three votes, Raiders two, Washington two, um, and then a bunch of teams with one. One person voted uh, for me to go back to being a Falcons fan, which I said is not 100% um, out of the pitcher just quite yet. We'll see. I'm going to read a few of the uh, DMs and replies that I got about people trying to convince me to come over to their fan base. I don't want to give out anyone's full name. I'll just say people's uh, first name here as I go through them. Um, but some some funny responses, some interesting responses. Uh, Raymond in Cambridge sent me this DM. Hey, Ian, love your work on Odd Shark. Follow on Twitter and YouTube. I'm an older guy, but since the days of the Over the Hill Gang, I've been a fan of the Washington, the Washington football team. Come along for the ride, never boring, and you get to hate the Cowboys. I like that you get to hate the Cowboys. Um, if Washington keeps their name as the Washington football team and just goes all in on that, then maybe I will. Uh, if they come up, if they become like the Red Hawks or like the, I don't know, what are the other ones, Red Tails or something like that, then that's just kind of lame and boring because I, but the Washington football team has kind of grown on me. Uh, defense is fun this year. Their offense is a complete dumpster fire. So shout out Raymond, Sean. Join me on the dark side with the Raiders. The color colors are similar, so is the heartbreak. Yes, I do kind of relate to Raiders fans because of that, but, I mean, you guys do have a couple Super Bowls, don't you? How could he not love the new stadium, Did the Death Star? Also, with me being a gambler and a better in general, the fact that they're located in Las Vegas is brownie points. Their new stadium is brownie points. You can't call me a bandwagoner because, I mean, they're the Raiders. Uh, so the Raiders are definitely in consideration. Uh, I got a lot of DMs for the Titans, Uh, cheer for the titans this is walker cheer for the titans 3-0 currently and not too mainstream so people won't say you're on the you're on the bandwagon they are very consistent and never do what the falcons have been doing now is the perfect time to become a henry and Tannehill fan Uh, what i will say about the titans i mean i don't hate the titans or if i were to make a short list they're not on the short list right now but they're in consideration but before i became a falcons fan I used to call myself a Titans fan. I didn't never watched a game, didn't know a single player back then. But the only reason why was because of the movie Remember the Titans, uh, which is one of the greatest movies of all time, let alone one of the greatest uh, sports movies. I mean, easily it's a top three sports movie of all time, but it might be a top ten just movie movie of all time. Uh, so I just love Remember the Titans. I had a pregame ritual before every single minor league football game and then high school football game where I would, the night before my game, I would have a bubble bath Uh, I would shave even though I had no facial hair, and then I would watch Remember the Titans. So just because of the name the Titans, I said I was a Tennessee Titans fan, but I had no idea what the Titans were about back then. Uh, And then when I started actually watching football, I became a Falcons fan. So uh, that's my little story about maybe I'll go back to my roots and be a Titans fan. Uh, Let's see some other ones here. Uh... who wouldn't want to cheer for Joe Burrow and his Cincinnati Bengals? Ian, and I trust he'll make the right decision. That is from Cole. There. So there's one of the the Bengals people. Like I said, Bengals are Bengals would be on the short list right now. Closest team come to the next closest team geographic wise is the titans nine and seven multiple years leading rusher derrick henry will also carry us no matter what go tits i don't know if he meant to say tits but that's funny this is from veal so this is another tennessee titans guy also he says closest team geographic wise i guess it is to atlanta but don't forget it. i'm not actually in atlanta i'm not actually in georgia i'm in the canadian east coast so if i want to go geographic wise like i said i'm pretty sure it'd be buffalo uh, Julian Taylor good time to be a Dolphins fan new coach youngest team in the league going to be a fun ride to the top I don't hate that uh, but Joe Osborne my co-worker is a Dolphins fan so I don't can't really jump and Steve uh, producer Steve is a Dolphins fan as well so uh, I'd rather not become a fan of a team that I know people cheer for already because then, then they kind of have fodder to come at me with chirps when I start cheering for their team so but I, I'll keep the Dolphins available for now Ian, as a former Falcons fan, I would like to invite you to the Bills Mafia family. Zach sent me that DM. So there's someone who's a former Falcons fan right there. Uh, now he's a Bills Mafia, and he seems to enjoy himself. So another another point for the Bills. Uh, here's a suggestion. Sean sent me a DM with this one. NFL fan application, I say you spin a wheel to pick the team, but with a catch, you have to put only teams that have a 500 or below record from last season. Um, That's basically how I chose my first team, Uh, Sean, and let's see how that worked out. Not well. If you listen to last Tuesday's episode, I explained how I became a Falcons fan. It was by Madden. I looked it up. It's Madden 2006. It must have been 2005 when I started cheering for them because it's, you know, you know how Madden works. It's always like the next year um, that the game's released, so... 2005, Madden 2006, the Donovan McNabb on the cover, I made a, su- a player in superstar mode. I put him in the draft and said, whatever team drafts him, I will be a t- fan of that... And he got drafted by the Falcons so your spin a wheel to pick a team idea is basically how I picked the Falcons and that did not turn out well. So I appreciate the suggestion Sean, but I don't want to leave this up to fate once again. Like I said last week that probably started uh, 32 different timelines of my life. This is now the darkest timeline is the Falcons. I don't want to split my life off into another 32 or I guess you said only teams are 500 below. So what another 16 different timelines in my universe? No, I will end up in the darkest one again. Tennessee Titans are a no-brainer move for your fandom. So, Tennessee Titans, a lot of actual DMs, not necessarily replies. Titans fans, very passionate about me being a fan of the Titans. Already 3-0, they're one of the most electric divisions in the the NFL. The Texans, Colts, Jaguars, and Titans is an electric division. (laughs) Sorry, dude. I don't know if I agree with that one. Uh, I don't know about that one, Jim. King Henry, Ryan Tannehill, and the highly underrated receiver core will keep you entertained each week and actually close out games. Hop on now before it's too late. I actually like Mike Vrabel as a coach. I've liked what I've seen from Mike Vabre, Vabre, Vrabel. Vrabel—he seems very smart. Uh, Colts—no reason to not root uh, root for them. Also, they're back—they're in the AFC. So if you somehow decide to limp back to Atlanta, Phantom, it's not easy to root for both. Don't you want to see Phil get a Super Bowl after all these years? Top defense in league as well. Yes, I do like Phil Rivers, but one of my best friends, Robert Trice, is a Colts fan. Uh, like I've been saying, I can't become a fan uh, that one of my best friends cheers for because that's just. it'd be like I'd be like going to them with my tail between my legs asking me to let them into their fan house not I can't do it Uh, become a Packers or Chargers fan and get either an Aaron Jones or Austin Eckler jersey to add to the collection plus if you like dodgeball every time they say Matt LaFleur you can't help but think of Peter LaFleur which is actually hilarious because I actually do every time I hear Matt LaFleur I do think of Peter LaFleur if you can dodge a wrench you can dodge a ball um, listen, man, I'm going to keep it simple. A guy like you needs to be wearing a Russell Wilson jersey. So many people sleep on what Russ is doing as much as when you bark. I don't know what he means by that. So many people sleep on what Russ is doing as much as when you bark. I don't know what he means by that. I'm sorry, Javier. If you want to clarify that, send me another DM button. There's no reason you need to be a Chargers fan when Los Angeles doesn't even want them. Uh, You belong in Seattle. Be great, be bold, and be a 12. Uh, I used to hate Seattle, but I actually kind of like them now. I was praising Russell Wilson preseason. I kind of called Russell Wilson having an MVP caliber season, so pat on my own back for that. Can't become a Chargers fan. Another one of my best friends is a Chargers fan. Can't do that. Seahawks, I don't know any Seahawks fans though, but I don't really like how the Seahawks are so arrogant about being the 12th man. Also in my mind, in my the football I grew up, the football I grew up playing, uh, all the way through minor, all the way through university, the 12th man is called uh, another player. Um, there's 12 guys on each side of the field in Canadian football, so I'm, I'm always confused when the Seahawks say that the, their fans are the 12th man, and Canada the 12th man plays! Lot of interesting by the way if you don't know anything about Canadian football maybe this is something I'll talk about on a different podcast but uh, despite you thinking it's the exact same game Canadian football is completely different because of that and because of a bigger field and only three downs strategy playbook all those things completely different in Canadian football it's almost like a brand new sport or a completely different sport I should say uh, but I digress Seahawks they're they're not eliminated yet uh, but I do have some issues with them. JD sends me a DM. Join the dark side, Pats Nation. It's fun to win, I promise. I'm sure it is fun to win. Uh, I'm not becoming a Patriots fan, though, but I appreciate the DM. Um, LB Logan just sent me one, uh, just Cowboys and all explanation. point. I'm not cheering for the Cowboys, I'm sorry. I know too many Cowboys fans. Uh, and this guy sent a GIF of Ben Roethlisberger, cheering, saying, come to the Steelers. Um, let's check a couple replies on Twitter here, and then we'll end the show. Um... Yeah, so, I mean, right now, if I were, if I were to make a short, if I were, my top two right now are Bills and Bengals, but that, that could be subject to change. I'm going to make some phone calls. I'm going to, you know, get recruited here. I'm going to take my time. and be patient. don't want to jump into anything. Uh, this guy says, all I'm going to say is you can hop on the Vikings. You can buy us uh, at a real low price. Holy shit, the Bengals didn't, or the Ravens didn't score there. This under might be, or this over might be fucked. Uh-oh. This would be an all-time bad beat if this over doesn't hit. And the Chiefs are probably just going to run down the clock too. This is going to be an all-time bad beat if the over doesn't hit. What three points in the entire third? Oh no, I see what happened. And this happened uh, last week. It's either last week when I was recording this podcast or the week before. My streaming service DAZN, which is in Canada, you guys don't get it. It'll randomly sometimes like go back 30 minutes so I was actually just watching the very start of the third quarter again which I think it's down to the fourth quarter now so uh, I don't maybe the Ravens did actually score Um, I said I wasn't going to get distracted and I got distracted this guy, nobody's going to call you a bandwagon fan to jump on the Vikings, buy on them at an absolute low I kind of relate to the Vikings too I feel like they've had a lot of similar heartbreak as the Falcons have year in and year out so the Vikings are up there to be honest I like Dalvin Cook, don't like Kirk Cousins but I like Dalvin Cook Um, Justin Jefferson looked great last week Vikings are Vikings are there. They're an option. Uh, Brian, plenty of room on the chiefs wagon. If you'd like a seat, here's the thing. I love the Chiefs. Yeah, Ravens did score. So 27. Okay, sweet. Uh, chiefs are awesome. Fun to watch. Patrick Mahomes, the best might, might be the best football player of all time, but I mean, I can't become a fan of the defending Super Bowl champs. I mean, you just can't do that. I mean, it's already bad enough. I'm switching teams. I can't switch teams to the best. Uh, what am I going to be in a Warriors fan too in the NBA? Come on. Uh, there any other good responses here? The Rob Lowe guy. This is the only hat you need. Be like Rob Lowe. Stay neutral. I actually love that idea. I'll just become like a straight up NFL fan. I'll buy like an NFL logo hat, NFL logo sweatshirt. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like it. Lifelong Bills fan here. Crazy tail, or great tailgating crazy fans. Chicken win inventors. <laughs> Extremely close to Canada. Room in the bandwagon. Team on a series upswing. Shouldn't be a tough decision. See, I like that guy. Um, Yeah, a lot of bills, man. Uh, Mark, no doubt with no N E A U X. Go for the next decade, Joe Burrow and the Bengals, baby. A lot of you know LSU, Louisiana stuff. Um, Taylor. Typically, I would say the Broncos. However, yeah, I can't see me being a Broncos fan. Uh, A lot of people mad at me. Here's this guy. Uh, you're never a real fan, I'm a Jets fan, and clear the Falcons are an amazing team that needs very few tweaks. You don't need you don't know how goofy you have it, kid. I'm assuming you make good. Wouldn't be surprised to see the Falcons deep in the playoffs this year. Wouldn't be surprised to see the Falcons deep in the playoffs this year. They're 0-3. I can't see it happening. <laughs> but like I said, I might re-sign with the Falcons. Listen, like I said at the top of the show, I'm Canadian. I became a Falcons fan by complete chance um what they've done to falcons the falcons fan base is a disgrace no one should have to put up with it i think if anyone gets a freebie to switch their nfl team it's me but i appreciate everyone's input like i said right now if i were to pick the top two teams on my list would be the bills and the Bengals. but i have a lot of thinking to do i've got a lot of phone calls to make i've got a lot of meetings to attend we'll see what happens i'm going to really milk being an nfl fan free agent i might even wait until the offseason we'll see by the way, Falcons, if you want to uh, get back on my good graces and maybe have me maybe consider being a Falcons fan again, beat the Packers on Monday night. Primetime football, beat the Packers, my best friend's team. That would, eh, that would, eh, I'm not saying I definitely would be a fan and I won't be a fan when I'm watching it. I'm going to take the over in that game. Might just take pa- Packers team total over a million because the Falcons can't stop, couldn't stop the fucking, oh, uh, what's the name of that football movie with the little kids? The Giants. I ah, fucked that joke up. They couldn't. They couldn't stop uh, uh, the Permian Panthers. Um, what with the little giants? Little giants. Yeah, they couldn't stop the little giants. The Falcons' defense. Who took me way too long to come around on that joke. Um, yeah. So Falcons beat the Packers. Or don't. I don't care because I'm not a fan anymore. But there you go. That's the September September 29th episode of the Bacon Bets podcast. I will be back Thursday with my NFL Week 3 recap. It looks like I'm going to be profitable as long as we get one more touchdown here in this game. And then I'll have my picks for Week 4. Best of luck with your MLB bets and any other bets you place until then. I love you all and I will see you on Thursday.